sink on, on a, a sheep, sheep getting shot into the sky. <laughs> and yanked in. Why are you spending GMP? Is that what is that what the balloons cost? So awesome. So, <sighs> all right. So like a skyhook comes by and collects all those sheep. Yeah. Sorry. Intro the show so we can talk about Metal Gear. Uh, welcome to a stealthy episode of Dude Soup. So stealthy that it's technically replacing another episode that we lost because it's so <laughs> hidden. We didn't lose it. Oh, it's just please. it's just more special now. We never had it. Yeah, we just did it. I need to I need to apologize up front. Uh, I was under the impression that we'd be recording the live uh, performance of Dude Soup that we did in PAX. More mm-hmm. about that later, but we didn't. Um, <laughs> there was a miscommunication. Yeah, I like that you said it like a radio announcer. <laughs> but we didn't. There were various there were various drafts of the writer that basically laid out everything the venue would have to do, and in in one version of those drafts, the clause about providing the ability to record audio and video from the performance just completely uh, went away. For those who don't know, Lawrence, explain what a writer is. Uh, it's, oh boy, we're yeah. really going down the road. Either way, either way, we did not record it, so we apologize. Yeah, so. uh, we've we we learned. We're getting older and wiser, uh, and oh, well, at least getting, getting one of those things. Yeah, at least older. I've learned that I have to fucking pick through every version, every draft, to make sure that that shit's in you, there. And you you look down your glasses yeah. to read it. Mm, let's see here. Put on my bifocals. <laughs> well, you heard Joel's joke, but that's why Montley Crew or whatever did that. Yeah, because they but, knew if the M and M's weren't there, that nobody read it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's actually a really interesting story. About that stuff, uh, I can't. Nick, Nikki Six, who was the lead dude from Molly Crew? Anyway. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki Six was the guitarist. The Tommy Lee was the drummer. Tommy Lee. That's Tommy Lee was the drummer. Uh, Vince, Vince Neal. Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels? No, Vince Neal. She- Molly Crew. <laughs> All right, whoever it was was basically talking about how like, oh, we got this reputation for Ooh, being like really she- like shithead prima donnas, and he was like, no, that's not. He was like, when we were touring, we <laughs> we had like a really heavy stage. We had all these lights. Like we had all this stuff that venues weren't used to accommodating. We had certain safety codes we had to hit because we had a lot of power running through our stage. And he was like, a lot of our writers were like, we had to have this many switch boxes. We had to have this many outlets this close to the stage. Mm-hmm. We had to have a floor that could support this much weight. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, there was one venue that didn't read any of that shit, and they set us up on this like foam, this like new foam like. Uh, gym mat stuff. Uh-oh. The s- stadium sunk into the stage. It did half a million dollars of damage. So we we're like, okay, we got to get serious about this. We can't be like fucking up venues and shit. So he's like, okay. So we put this clause in the writer saying that we wanted a bowl of green M and M's in the, in oh, the green to see room. If they read it, mm-hmm. uh-huh. if we went into the venue and we saw the bowl and backstage, that means that they read it and we knew we could safely perform there. We went backstage one time. There wasn't a bowl there, so we trashed the green room to get them to cancel the show. We did $5,000 of damage, but that was better than doing a half million dollars of damage couldn't, to the couldn't, venue. Couldn't they have just gone to them and been like, you didn't read the writer? Well, you know, they were... Well, I mean, they're rock stars, so... Yeah. I mean, whoa, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I know, but still, they could have just talked to them. Well, no, but still, like, he was... He <laughs> was like, sounds like an, this sounds like an after-the-fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard this excuse before. But he was also like, you know what, it made for a good headline, like, Motley Crue trashes a green room because they didn't get their M&Ms. He was like, yeah, well, whatever. We rolled with it, but there was a business reason for it. And I'm learning. Now I know. Green M&Ms and please record an MP3 or something. Yeah, Lawrence, they don't, they don't care. They're just, they want your, the dude soup live from Seattle. And yeah. We are sorry. Well, I was going to say, yeah, what is, what is our thing going to be? What do you mean? To make sure oh, that you uh, need to come up with something to make I'm going to sure request that. That, my, that my mic drop out randomly. I think uh, it should be a bowl of Magnum condoms. Oh, sweet. That's, nice. a good, that's a good idea. Yeah, a bowl of Magnum condoms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a bunch of things we can't use. Only one regular size condom, but then all the rest are Magnums. Okay. Yeah. But right. they all have to That's be in identical one. packages. I like uh, right, but they're all d- the same color, and they have to be edible. I wonder, so... Oh, no, please, okay, no. devil's question. No, please, no! No, no, no! Not that man, you already shot him! You could save him! No! R.I.P. Metal Gear. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> man, he's dead. Wow, that sucks. Good job, Snake. <laughs> I love this game. Alright, what's going on? Real quick, how right. far into this game are you? Like an hour. Okay. Two Don't hours, spoil maybe. This shit for me. Well, this isn't spoiling. Don't so spoil it. Take from the me. fuel resources. Um, sorry, taking nice. the stuff. Yeah, it, uh, there's a really long intro. Like, uh, it's a very anti-Metal Gear. I guess for audio listeners, we're are playing you, Metal wait, Gear. Are you about to say that a long cutscene is anti-Metal Gear? Long intro. Oh. Like, it, it's it's a like you're stuck in first person for a very long time, huh. and you're like it's uh, takes place nine years after Ground Zero, so they oh. they really kind of drag it out, but it's. Um, it's interesting. I'm not going to spoil any of it, but it's, please don't. I won't. There's, Do they ever explain? It's, it's just weird. It's all weird. I was I, say, I, it, going into it would it would take longer for me to explain it than just to say what it actually is. I think so. this week I'm going to play Ground Zeroes. Oh, really? Wow. Good. Yeah, yeah. Ground Zeroes is good. It's I'm good. going straight to Phantom Pain. And then I'm going to go Phantom. Well, you Ground don't, Zeroes you can do in like like 
now an hour, right? Yeah. Oh, well, really? Oh, okay. well, the first I, mission. You can play through it a bunch long. of different times, but well, so I only, have, want I only to have 25 minutes. Oh, okay, well then. Because <laughs> well, you right beat the first Phantom mission, Pain. you beat the first mission, then it plays the cutscene that leads up into Phantom, Phantom Pain. So I didn't really feel a need to go back mm -hmm. uh, and play. And I was looking yeah. at the, the play times, and it says Ground Zero is 59 minutes. And I looked this morning, and it said Phantom Pain two and a half hours. Nice. I was like, eeeh. So, well, maybe Snake yeah. would have had a better time in those nine years of a coma if he were resting on a Casper mattress. Wow! Damn, girl. <laughs> Wowie wow. This podcast is sponsored by Casper, purveyors of a fine hybrid mattresses that will give you a great night's sleep if you feel like being a third world dictator. Um, that's basically where he is, right? Fourth? Anyway, who cares? Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. You can get fifty dollars off any mattress purchased by visiting Casper.com/dudesoup and entering promo code dudesoup. So these mattresses are made with latex and memory foam, so it's better than either. Everyone knows when you combine something, it gets better. Uh, Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that is that, in all reality, you spend a third of your life on. That's why they offer a painless return policy with a hundred-day refund, no questions asked. You don't have to just lie on one in a showroom, which is really awkward. You've ever gone trying to buy a bed? They're like, yeah, just lay on it. And you just sit there and some, there's like a salesman just staring at you while you're laying on a bed, mm -hmm. staring them and like, what do you think? And you're like, I'm laying down. It's a bed. <laughs> but they say that you can't really figure out how comfortable a mattress will be just by laying on it because you're going to be there for eight hours. And that's when your back starts to hurt and your knees explode and your toes pop. And then you just wake up with a hoarse throat and wonder what you did last night. Uh, you can get Casper mattress for five hundred dollars for a twin, or nine hundred and fifty dollars for a <clears throat> excuse me for a king size mattress. That's the range you're dealing with, which is actually a pretty good price point for mattresses. Yep. This is one of those adult things that nobody tells you about. Beds are fucking expensive. Yeah, they really are. It's I dumb am, as dumb. I, I remember looking at mattresses and being like, "Yeah, how much is this one?" They're like thirty-two hundred dollars. <laughs> what else do you have? <laughs> how? It's yeah. not a car. Can I drive this to work? Yeah. yeah. At the same time, you use it for like eight. No, no, you're absolutely right. No, no, no. The, the, the argument is you are spending a lot of your life on this thing yeah. and it's comfortable. So, yes. Just pick flowers. Look, we didn't, I'm just saying, we didn't get the $3,200 one. A hippie. And, uh, and you can save an additional 50 uh, as one of our audience members by going to casper.com slash dudesoup and entering promo code dudesoup. One more time, that's casper.com slash dudesoup and use promo code dudesoup to get $50 off your Casper mattress today. Thank you, Casper. Thank you. For sponsoring this. And man, Snake's cool. Big boss. Yeah. The, the horse no, no, kind of no, no, flips no. out a little bit. I don't know. Uh, so, Ground Zero, you don't have to play Ground Zeroes. Like, the only story elements don't make any sense. There's a kid with, like, a headphone jack in his chest. There's a girl who blows up. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It makes more sense if you played portable ops than any yeah. other ones, but guess what? Peace no Walkers. One, Peace no Walkers did. did you play portable ops? Nope. I did. I'm, I'm a Metal Gear Solid fan. You're asking fan, me or the not. nobody that played that game? I'm asking you. <laughs> it was on Vito. Oh, wait. No, it was on. It was, a, it was a strange thing where they're like, there's some really important story elements, but you have to have played, uh... Oop, he found it! Oh, reflex mode, take a shot! Wait, he, he didn't alert the other guy? No. Can so, you... is the gameplay, is the gameplay the same, though? Yeah. Uh, so, basically, if you play Ground Zeroes, it's basically a tutorial for this game, though, right? Ooh! Alright, you're coming yeah. with me. Um, uh, what are we talking about? Alright, first up. <laughs> oh, that's a Cobra Clutch! <laughs> He's asleep. Uh, we're celebrities, guys. How? Hey! So, uh, there's... There was a fascinating, uh, article written by Juiced Van Der... Mm. Who? Drunen? Is it a rapper? Juiced? Yeah, uh, he, he's the CEO of Superdata. So we've used oh, some Superdata reports yeah. on the know before. Mm -hmm. uh, he authored this, uh, analytical article yeah. talking about the rise of... Rise of celebrity as a phenomenon mm -hmm. in YouTube. Er, they make this about us and said, anytime these guys bring our name up, please ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> All they do is make dick jokes. We don't like that. Oh, yeah. He's actually, he said he's a fan of ours, which is awesome. But uh, he was basically looking at the rapid growth of consumption in YouTube media, which turns out we're a part of. Yeah. And then also kind of applied that same thinking to the rise and fall and then subsequent re rise of crowdfunding. How? How most money is getting increasingly concentrated in very large projects, ones that are over five hundred thousand dollars. These are your, you know, double fine projects, your Igarashi projects, your laser uh, teams. Yeah, your laser teams. Well, that's a movie. Th this is more specifically about oh, like games. games. Okay. But so twenty thirteen had a lot of crowdfunding. It kind of crashed in twenty fourteen. Twenty fifteen showing a bit of a rebound, except in all years most money is concentrated in big projects. Um, which seems antithetical to crowdfunding. The idea would be that it, you can fund a lot of smaller projects, and yet people still seem drawn to big names with a legacy of games development that are turning to crowdfunding. 
So the concern is, I guess, in crowdfunding specifically, that there's no money left for smaller projects and people that are trying to start, start out. Um, and in media, that's a little more open-ended. So you're having more views concentrated on the higher end of the spectrum. PewDiePie is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and it's, it's left to wonder, like, okay, what does that mean for everyone else in YouTube media? What does that mean for gaming? I don't know. These are interesting questions. And I think, I think the best you can hazard right now is an educated guess, because I don't know how all this stuff is connected. I just know that it is. Uh, you mean so, crowdfunding and YouTube popu and uh, popularity, I just, guess? Just, like, gaming in general. So if what, what, what I've always wondered is, with the explosion of, like, YouTube media, is time spent watching YouTube media roughly equivalent to time not spent playing and buying video games? Is it possible that by doing what we're doing now, we are taking money away from some indie devs? Is there somebody watching this podcast instead of paying $5 for a game on their phone or on their PC and playing that instead? Mm. I don't know. It, but it's just like just the, the volume of, of time people are spending consuming this content is absurd. I think, I think most video game companies would disagree with you in the sense that they would not say, we're taking away time from people playing video games by playing video games and then watching it because they would say it's marketing for them. Um, mm. I don't think that, I don't think they would say like, you know, like, oh, well you play the game through so that means that somebody watched it and they're never gonna play it. Some, some have used that excuse, but I think most large companies like Activision and actually Nintendo uh, are encouraging it. You know, like Nintendo's got their whole affiliate program. Yeah. So I, I think that's, I think that's marketing for their game. And well, I think they think that too. I was gonna say, if you make a game like, um, What's the new one that just came out? Until Dawn. Oh yeah. More people are watching it than playing it. Isn't that kind of a flaw in the game? Well, even the person yeah. with the controller is still watching it. <laughs> well, well, no. But yeah, what, what I mean, that's like, how the game's designed. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know but I'm like, I actually like Until Dawn. It, it's a weird thing because it goes back to the uh, we were talking about the N plus plus guy who was like, he was upset about his marketing well, and like how like he, he was like, realizing that he needed marketing. Right. It was yeah. it was that part of, part of it. But then also it's like, I can't really feel bad for people. Make games that are meant to be watched when there's when YouTube is a thing and and streaming from your console is a thing. Yeah, uh, not not not. I'm saying the until dawn guys are complaining, but I'm saying like they, they need like, to know the new world. They're, they're I'm in. I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna throw out a very conservative number. One to two people are gonna be watching this and they're not really listening to us. They're just looking at our gameplay mm -hmm. and they're like, "Holy shit, Phantom Pain looks awesome! I'm gonna buy it." So we just sold two copies of this game sure. based on what you saw because you want to do this. You want to interact with well, the game. We, we, Make sold your horse we sold copies of Chaser and Uber Soldier and all those other garbage that, games. That, that yeah. always confuses the hell out of me. I also it does it to me. I mean, like, where does that money go? <laughs> like th those companies aren't around anymore. <laughs> maybe maybe there's some holding company that bought Joe Wood. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like yeah. shh, shh, shut up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think what Adam's saying is right. They're, games are interactive experiences. Like you, it's really hard if you watch someone play through Until Dawn. If you watch someone play through that game, it's probably going to be really it's difficult to do the exact movie. same things yeah. they did. You know, like mm. even if you wrote down every single decision that they made during the course of that game, like from what I can tell about the game, you might end up not exactly in the same place at the same time that they did. Yeah. So, like, I think I think that I don't know how Until Dawn is selling, but by nature of it being a watchable game, it's getting more free advertising than it would have ever gotten. Otherwise, so I can tell point. you personally, I wouldn't would not give two shits about Until Dawn. But since I'm sort of in the YouTube community, I've been hearing a lot about this game. So I feel like I even need to sit down and watch a stream and, because yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I'm like, it's, all right, it's, I'll it's give it a shot. It's a double edged sword. It's like movie studios like we don't want our movie to be pirated, so we might as well just not release it. They're <laughs> like, you're guess what's gonna, there's a lot of shitheads in the world and stuff's gonna happen no matter what. So yeah. someone's gonna stream your entire game and you're gonna lose a sale. But then there's gonna be a Bruce Green out there who's like. Oh, that looks interesting. I think I'll buy it. Yeah. Or I'll wait for a sale. The, yeah. Just video games require your hands on them. And like, so like, I would say that Until Dawn is going to like, would fare better based off this logic, would fare better than say The Last of Us. Hmm. Like The Last of Us, everyone's going to play through the story the same way. The, the combat experiences sure. are going to change, but like you're going to come out differently. Whereas Until Dawn seems like we know what people are going to do with this. They're going to play it on YouTube. So like you can either watch a hundred Let's Plays or however many different endings and story modes and variations there are with their butterfly effect thing. Yeah. You can either watch a hundred different Let's Plays of this game or you can watch one Let's Play, go, ooh, I want to try and do something else, right. buy it, and then try it a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, And that seems more likely for somebody like me who wouldn't know what it was otherwise. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. I, like, I just don't give a shit. It's like a, kind of like a David Cage game where I just don't give a shit about those games. But if I end up watching <sighs> it, more often than not, 
I'll think about it maybe more. Well, maybe like, on Steam if it's on that sale the, or whatever. The marketing, the marketing worked because you were someone who didn't even know about this thing. No, I had no idea. Doesn't mean you're going to buy it, but at least now you're aware. I'm, so I'm totally like, aware. Of it shows it. that it's working. Hmm. I mean, saying there is no black and white here. It's always like, it, it's at the very least, as long as it's the whole, you know, um, there's no such thing as bad press. There is. But um, the fact that people are talking about something yeah. is important. As yeah. long as you're involved in the conversation, the worst thing anyone could do is ignore you. Yep. Now yeah. you exist at all. Yeah. 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 The worst. Apathy, yeah. Um, yeah. The, well, we get into situations, especially with the podcast, where we will play a game on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And then I'll go, I kind of want to, I actually want to play that. Like, it happened a lot with Arkham Knight. Mm. We ended up playing that game, like, 14 times or something, <laughs> the same sequence over and over again, and I was like... Want to play that game? Yeah, yeah. It didn't make me go. All right. Well, I know what that game is. Like, I'm going to ignore it. But um, so I don't. I don't know if I necessarily think that's the case. <laughs> I think. I think we we work in billboards. So uh, we're just marketing these games. Maybe that's just my bias. I, I always thought that was the the trade off because I mean, different medium, but same sort of logic applies. Um, should we just stream a movie? Should we just watch the Spider-Man collection oh, while we talk about stuff? Mm -hmm. right, yeah. No, because we'll get a takedown. The, video games are a very similar thing where it's like, we are streaming copywritten material, but this, the game studios are a bit more progressive and they get it and they go, we're not gonna strike you for this because you're marketing our thing. Because yeah. you're, it, it's being, you're, yeah. The, the trade-off is we will allow you to stream this and monetize and make money on it because we understand that you're marketing our thing for free and we don't have to include this in our marketing budget. One, thing, one thing people, sorry, sorry I'm just okay. one, one thing people may not know about marketers or advertisers is that they, they operate on impressions mm. and an impression is literally just somebody looking at your thing. That's all it is. It's not an engagement, it's not anything like that. Impression is just, they because they say, oh, this got three million impressions on Twitter, meaning it got three million people looking at it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what Until Dawn is for me, it's just an impression. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, oh cool, Like this game is a game that everybody's watching now. I bought it yet, but that's that is an impression. Sorry. You have been no, no. impressed. Um, yeah. As a quick aside, did they ever explain why he has a fucking like holographic Sony Walkman? <laughs> you had a problem with that, and I think it was Super Bunny Hop or someone was explaining something about Metal Gear as a series, and that you shouldn't really care about the continuity. Um, basically, every but the game, game is... has cared a lot so far. <clears throat> well, kind of, not really. Not I mean, really. every every game is pretty like rooted into its time period in terms of the guns well, you except use. Except for the Electro have. Man walking around like the Cold War. Yeah, yeah there was that. I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you should look at every game as sort of like a reboot. They're almost retelling like this is almost a retelling of uh, Peace Walker, basically, huh. but not really. And then like Metal Gear Solid is basically a remake of Metal Gear, like. So give him a laser eyes or whatever. Who cares? Uh, I think he. Well, he has a he has a robot hand. Like, oh that's, yeah, that's new. That doesn't I, make any sense either. Yeah, and like apparently it becomes like a rocket and you could fire it at people. <laughs> Fucking god! All right. What I like hey, about hey, he's picking he like Kojima and and uh, and the whole team is picking game fun over yeah no no that's dumb fine. making sure it fits in with 1976. Well, this is the like I don't I don't care. It just seems it just seems like it betrays its own like. I, I, Snake I, was always the one that was supposed to be realistic, and I guess that was it. It was like you're a real hard ass, awesome, real soldier, real man against all these super powered who, sh who gives a shits. But like, I don't know. It, 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 to me, that kind of crosses a line where Snake Snake was always like, he always had like normal guns that were very normal for the time against all this supernatural bullshit. Now he's got the supernatural bullshit. About that, that, that seems musket weird to me. that fired well, tornadoes. The thing is, what? though, there's a musket in Metal I, Gear Solid Four that fired tornadoes. Played, I've not played really any of the Metal Gear games. Or it was near future, you man. Guys, you guys explain this bullshit sounds fucking retarded. It's, it is. Oh, like, it's it absolutely sounds, retarded. Yeah, Metal Gear is but, beautifully but, retarded. But it's retarded. It's always been retarded, like Adam was saying, because every single time it does a new retarded thing oh, to yeah. just make it a retarded fun game. And it's amazing, though. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it. what I love about the Metal Gear franchise is at its core, it is a video game. That's what I love about it. And hmm. Kojima got a lot of shit for Metal Gear Solid 4 for like being too much like a movie, and I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But things that he did, like the, the games are very much, very much products of their time, which I really love. Like they're usually very timely. Like four dealt with a lot of issues with like PMCs and yeah. all these kind of near future things that are kind of happening. And like, oh, yeah, the what's the super taboo in five that he kept talking about? Taboo? Yeah, I was like supposed to deal with some taboo subject. I think you uh, fuck your mom in the first five minutes. Is it seriously? Awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Man, it's, the it's, it's probably terrorist. Dudes but, on the internet would be like, "Yeah, finally incest. I love it." Um, but like, like one of my favorite things in Metal Gear Solid One, like you would have to switch the controller port to fight Psycho Man, so he can't read your mind. 
That's such a video game thing. It's no, like I, I've always, I've always liked that about Metal Gear. Like, again, I didn't play them very much, but I liked that he's trying to fuck with you yeah. outside well, the game. That's the thing Kojima that. understands. I mean, and Kojima and team, because obviously he's not the only one programming this stuff, but, like, he's kind of a madman, but at the same time, like, he's got his finger on the pulse and kind of understands that, like, the core of all of this, it's a video game. And yeah. you shouldn't really care about the story, and if it keeps you interested, that's cool, but that's not a big reason why I play it. But at the same time, it's part of the reason why I do love the series. Mm -hmm. Like, 3 is one of my favorites one of my favorite games of all time, and Big Boss is a different character than Snake, by the way, keep that in mind. Because uh, we're playing as Big Boss, we're not playing as Solid Snake. Sorry. I don't he was know. still I'm a not Snake. Sure. I have no idea. It's, a, it's different, though. He was Snake. He's called Snake. Well, he becomes Big Boss Get those again. flowers. Just pick up the flowers. Okay. Yeah, it does. Anyway. Sorry, we're not going to talk about Metal Gear the whole time. <laughs> or we not? can. Can we? That'd be uh, great. Metal Gear! We have to take a brief aside to talk about gadgetry of another sort. What? Uh... This this week's episode is also sponsored by Loot Crate. <clears throat> so I don't know something something. Uh, find a box full of equipment in oh, Metal I, Gear. Here I have a box. Something something. Have it delivered to you from Loot Crate. <laughs> There's your segue. <laughs> uh, would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you. Uh, basically, it's uh, they include over $40 worth of, they say, geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. Delivered to your mailbox every month. Uh, if you had a loot, lootcrate.com slash dudesoup and enter code dudesoup, you can save $3 on any new subscription. <clears throat> it's like popping out of a stripper cake. Beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, talking about Metal Gear. Uh, call forth some hard-hitting companions and get ready to summon an epic loot crate. They're celebrating all the monsters you can fit in your pocket. And the ones you need some crazy circle drawing skills to bring to the mortal realm. I don't know where they're going with this. This month's crate features an exclusive collectible they're told is, quote, the most important object in pretty much the whole universe, quote, end quote. Plus awesome items from Blizzard, Kid Robot, and more. Cool. I don't... Are they talking about Pokemon? Or Yu-Gi-Oh? Maybe both? Or fucking... Pokio? Digimon? Digital Sign Monsters? Digimon are the champions? Sign up to find out. You, yeah, you have until the 19th at 9pm specific, specific. To subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it, it's over. So if you want this mystery crate, go to lootcrate.com slash dudesoup and enter code dudesoup to save $3 on your new subscription today. Thank you, Loot Crate, for your subscription. And please, somebody tell me what the hell is in that box, because it's driving me crazy. Yeah, I know. Hey, Lawrence. Yeah. Not your best ad read. Ooh, that's not, <laughs> not your best. Probably pretty good. That's not, <laughs> probably pretty it's good. It's not my fault that they have weird copy. Tell me what's in it, and I might buy it. I don't trust that's not how Loot Crate works. Also, yeah, that's not really, yeah, that's never how Loot Crate yeah. worked ever. Well, they t the, before they've told you actually like the the uh, they'd be like the this brand. week's theme is hurricanes. <laughs> that's it. And then and it's, you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. It's a pad of paper. I don't you know. Open it up. Goes, Draw a hurricane on it. <laughs> a fart wafts out at you. That'd be awesome. Do you think anyone's ever farted into a Loot Crate Absolutely. and then mailed it out? They the better. Factory? They better have. Jeez. I yeah. think the packing facility is full of nothing yeah. but fart air. Oh, nice. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, so actually, Adam, when it comes, you were saying basically that uh, gameplays are copywritten material. Uh, that is something that's a little open-ended, actually. So the, the um, you know, I did a lot of research on fair use for something that didn't actually end up happening, but the, uh, the question is, like, when it comes to fair use, one of the biggest questions, so our work is commercial, which, which makes it mm. a little harder to prove, but the question all, all, is also, like, does... The material you post contain like the creative soul of the original thing. Right. And you could argue that any kind of game plays the creative soul of it, but it's the the best kinds of games and the ooh nice, and the ones that make for the best gameplay are also the ones that focus on the player's actions. So it's essentially like it's like buying a deck of cards and then streaming yourself playing free cell or poker. Sure, but like, if you were playing, okay, someone could argue though that. Um, what, what's the stupid game? The stupid fucking game. Um, damn it, I lost it. The David Cage game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heavy, no, that's heavy a good rain. Heavy Rain, that's the souls. one. So that's the less interactive well, a game. I, I'm saying, like, they. I bet they could argue in court yeah. that, um, Absolutely. That, that, like, you, it's like, they're like, this is the soul of it, and the judge would be like, seriously, your game is just like an interactive movie? And they go, uh-huh, and yep. be like, well, they're dumb for buying that in the first place. But anyway, you know, <laughs> that's what the judge says. Meeting adjourned. Yeah, no, the judge is like, the defendant is stupid for buying <laughs> beyond two souls. And everybody salutes. <laughs> 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 um, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like there there are different ways to interpret it, which is interesting. A game like this, this is what, this goes back to my whole argument about like why I play certain types of games. I'm not gonna. I'm. I was joking earlier. Like if you enjoy games like Heavy Rain, that's your thing. That's fine. <laughs> that's your fault. That's your fault. 
Uh, I can't but, help you. But well, I don't know. I enjoy the open world stuff like GTA. Oh, he's hurt. Oh. I mean, all stuff should be a case by case basis, right? Everything should be. Oh, that's badass. Um, so, what if? What if you did a, a, a let's play, right? Yeah. Or speed run, better, better, better. So, a speed run of Space Ace. Ooh. Yeah. Basically means you just watch the cartoon, right? Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Okay, like yeah. the like yeah. if you do Space Ace perfectly, mm-hmm. or you do it really well, mm-hmm. and you don't really provide any commentary on it, and you just do it really better than anyone's ever Space Ace before, <laughs> then uh, then what is that? Is that is that well, you just some, playing some, back at like an FMV? Kind some, of. Some people would argue too, like they would, you know, if, oh, oh run, go, run. Um, you could, would, ar- yeah, you could argue, argue like certain cutscenes in like, uh, like Halo or something. Like maybe someone would be like, the only reason why you play through Halo is get those sweet cutscenes that Blur made in like you know the Master Chief Collection or something like that. Well, but I mean, I think that that's, I think that's different for a game like Halo versus Heavy Rain. So if we're talking about the you know being in the court with a crazy judge, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think Heavy Rain has a much, a yeah, much yeah. better argument than Halo does or Metal Gear does or anything like that, where you can kind of these are you know like these are relatively open games. So you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. Whereas Heavy Rain is, you know, two choices. Uh, I think that's sort of the There's difference. There's eight at two. one point. Well, there, are there eight choices? For I forget. Game? There's like eight different endings or something oh, like that's, that. That's actually really good. I right. just remember it was one of the only it's games. Not, it's not good. Oh, I'm sorry. It is yeah. not good. It's, it's one of the only games where someone walked in on me and went like, that looks dumb. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, Heavy Rain is better than Beyond Two Souls. Oh, I never even played wow. Beyond really? Two Souls. Yes. Wow. Bruce no Rain way. Is better, and Heavy Rain is terrible. Bruce, oh, Bruce Heavy Rain is so bad. We did a press like thing. And we played the game early, and no joke, the guy had the controller. He's like, so it was a little early in development. He's like, okay, so you have the saw, so move to the saw now. Move the sticks apart and grab the saw. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, he, he moved the controller in such a weird way. I think they ended up simplifying it, but I was like, grab the saw. No, I, I was like, this I game is grab about, saw. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, obviously, yes, in Heavy Rain, there's like a handful of endings, yeah, like a couple endings, and even though it doesn't change the fact that the story is shit. Like it's really not good really, at all, really and bad. it contradicts itself. Yep. Jim Sterling actually wrote a pretty excellent article about how bad Heavy Rain is because there's a twist. Oh. Yeah. But the only reason the twist works is because one of the characters lies to himself in his brain yep. for the whole the whole course of it. Um, but but Beyond Two Souls is worse because it's it's so purely line- linear. Yeah. And it mm. gives you it gives you. I always say these games have to give you the illusion of choice. Yeah. Doesn't it, even doesn't, try. it doesn't even give you the illusion of choice. There's a point where you're playing as Ellen Page and you walk into a bar and then uh, you go up and some guy goes, hey, you want to play some pool with me? Right? And then the, the options are X for yes or like Y for no. Mm-hmm. And I went, no, thank you. I hit no, thank you. And then she goes, she goes, no, I don't think I should. And he goes, oh, come on. And she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you play pool. <laughs> and I'm like... I said no. Like, why? If you were gonna have me play pool, just skip that whole thing and just right, make it yeah, a cutscene. You know, through, like yeah. they clearly just made like a an in, like a really long cutscene, and then they went back in, and then they just they were like, "All right, it's been 15 minutes. Let's do another yeah. thing where we ask them and don't care what they say." Well, this always boils down to the fact that this is what we talk about with video games, like whether or not we think a video game, Ooh. holy shit, is interactive, <laughs> or if we think a video game is something else. It should be story driven or whatever. And we always have this. The same discussion that everybody in the comments always whines about whether or not we've talked about story or gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I actually would be really interested to find out what a court thinks about it. Hmm. Because I, I, from the outside looking in, I'd like to see what a judge and you know, maybe even a jury wow, was a good dealt one. with you. Uh, oh. Maybe thinks, thinks about it from a very, very outside perspective. So it's a, it's a fascinating concept because, I mean, Roger Ebert was kind of vilified for saying this stuff. I tend to think he was actually right, and a lot of people were really defensive and misinterpreted what he said, but he essentially said, games can never be traditional art because part of them will always be interactive, which means that the artist's vision will never be accurately conveyed to fully, the viewer. Yeah, fully realized. And to a degree, I think that's true and also good. I think that, and then, and then it gets to the, then it gets kind of into the point of like, okay, good game design is mechanical. Like a good, a well-designed game, there are certain objective things you can say about it that make it good. There's no lag in the controls. Yeah, they're, they're like that you have meaningful choices. Yep. Uh, that those choices but, are interconnected and but form actually, a greater whole. Then again, whole. I remember uh, speaking of Jim Sterling. I remember him talking about Killzone Two, and I played it, and I was like, 
God, this game sucks. There's so much yeah. lag. Like you move like your molasses. I remember Jim Sterling being like, "I love that. Oh. I love how real it feels." He's kind also, of a he's a career contrarian. Well, so, but I mean, regardless, well. I'm like, what I like doesn't necessarily mean what everyone yeah. like. There, there's, yeah, sure, sure. There's always going to be opinions, and that's that's sort of the thing why I think game reviews are kind of a joke <laughs> um, with scores and everything, because it's like this is what I think, and it's like, yes, that's what you think, because. What you like doesn't necessarily mean what I like. Yeah. So your score is a joke. Which is funny because by nature of these things being interactive, you become more embedded within your own opinions. And I think that's yeah. why the, the gaming community gets so heated about things. It's, we've talked about this before. You are in that. You were feeling those emotions during that sequence of the game or you were getting really involved because you were literally controlling the movements of the characters or the decisions they were making. So it's even more embedded in your your emotions and what you're feeling at the time. So when someone says they didn't like it, it's like they're saying they didn't like you, Yeah. right? So people get really defensive and angry about that. But it's still the same thing. It's still your opinion. You just don't realize that the the level inter of interactivity has kind of screwed up your perception of those opinions. I'll take exactly the opposite approach for okay. this. Because with a video game, uh, like, you're, like you're talking about Last of a Storyline or something like that, mm -hmm. that's really supposed to be emotional and, and heavy, uh, Playing a video game immediately takes me out of it, and I'll tell you why. Because usually there's something glitching, or like you, your control, your your character won't do what you wanted to all the time. So then, therefore, the game to me immediately pops me out of it. Hmm. So if I'm watching a television show or a movie and it's shot correctly and it's acted correctly and all that other stuff, I don't ever get pulled out of the experience, and then I get invested in the show. Yeah. Um, hmm. And that's that's something to me that I've noticed with like uh, with good shows and bad shows. Uh, I can get into I can get into a show. Uh, if I know the characters very, very well. A video game has a little harder time because then I have to I have to play through 10 hours of this what game to get into the characters, and then also it has to not glitch, and the gameplay has to be perfect mm -hmm. uh, in order to be involved in the storyline. So I have yet to be involved in a storyline in a video game where I was actually sitting down sad, like very, very sad, like tears rolling down my, my eyes, yeah. where I, television shows and movies, I've been, I've been there, uh, but not with a video game, never, ever. And, and it, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm waiting for. I keep waiting for it to happen, but just hasn't happened yet. I have so. I've gotten there a few times, but it's only in the least interactive parts of games where I, I <clears throat> there is that buffer yeah. to actually get into it. Lost Odyssey had these sequences where there were basically like these inter, not really interactive, but kind of animated short stories. So the the context was you were this like uh, you're this immortal dude who's been alive so long you basically have forgotten most of your own life. But then sometimes when you go sleep. You'll have this dream about something that happened to you like hundreds of years ago, mm -hmm. and it'll be stuff about like this girl with a terminal illness that's in this like hotel, uh, this like inn where all these travelers come, and he went and met her and was telling her about all these stories, and then like he would come back years later and she'd be worse, and he'd still tell her, and then she died, and like just the most like soul crushing stories. Yeah, and it was like told with beautiful music, and like the pacing of the words showing up was like very like emotional, and I remember just like crying like a little baby at that stuff. <laughs> Being like, oh, okay, yeah. let's get back to the game now, yeah, where I hit yeah, buttons yeah. and play. Exactly. And it was kind of like, okay, good. I had, I had myself a nice little cry, but now it's time to play a game again. Hmm. I don't think I've ever cried while I'm in the middle of hitting buttons and actually playing a game. <laughs> right, right. I, I, exactly, exactly. I, and again, I've never had that emotional connection. I'm just theorizing why some people. No, 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 you're you're absolutely right. Uh, so yeah, let's yeah. Uh, we can take this back to the original subject. Do you think that this this like two mode? two-mode method of like experiencing games of like the interactivity and then the watching is how people interface with YouTube media like when uh -oh. they're playing they're playing when they're watching they're watching and and this is a way for people to watch gameplay and maybe have a connection with that that's the way I've always interacted with video games since I was a kid um, long before let's plays I loved sitting down and watching other people play video games like I love watching Adam play video games it's my it's my favorite because I get to not have to, like, this sounds ridiculous, but exert the effort of pressing the buttons and thinking about what you're doing. I don't want to do that bullshit. I want to sit down and just watch it. Exfiltrate the hot um, zone. And I, and I know it sounds stupid, but I, I would much rather do that a lot of the times, especially now that I'm older and, like, we're tired. Um, <laughs> just watch somebody play a video game, then well, sit there and play it and fight through it. I think there's different levels of this, and this was actually something I earned, learned really early on, you know, working in YouTube for so long. Oh, shit, there's a truck. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just learned that there are different levels of watching and playing video games. Um, and there was this, uh, I forget exactly how it was explained, but it's something along the lines of like, people will watch Call of Duty, not necessarily because they're watching for pure entertainment, but it sort of like gets their juices going. Yeah. It's this weird sort of thing of like, 
emulation. Like, I saw this guy do this, now I'm going to try it. You're not necessarily going to do it, but it's like a kid watching a football game. Yeah. And, hmm. like, um, there, there is something really cool. Like, uh, I don't know if you've seen, I forget the guy's name. I feel really bad about this, but he makes those Dishonored videos I'll show you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, or those are sweet. He's basically pro at Dishonored. And everyone's played Dishonored in some way. And they're like, yeah, I blinked and I killed a guy. And then I got caught and then I died. And then I played more stealthy or I just murdered everyone. This guy shoots an arrow into the sky. Five minutes later, it hits a dude in the head. And then, like, is like looking one way, sli slicing a dude's neck. He's while, using like, all the abilities to its yeah. like the very best. He is playing the game like the way I'm pretty sure the developers wanted people to play it at some point. Yeah. And I enjoy watching that because I have some idea of what the game is about, but I will never play it like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So like, there are different levels of it. And like Metal Gear, yeah, I think like what Bruce will do is like, you probably see a game like this and you're like, this looks really complicated. It it's easier to watch someone else who has been playing it and understands it, and I can just react and I can yell at the person to tell them what to do. What the fuck is happening think, on this screen? Yeah, I, I think there's... There, I, I've played <laughs> games heroism? long enough and you have, I'm sure you, you have, have too, meter? to do a personal assessment and go, I can do that, I want to do that. Right, yeah. But if you can't get past that first question, which is, I can do that, screw it. You might as well watch someone do it. Like mm. I watched somebody play Skyrim on a console. And I, I liked watching him play, but yeah. he would like go through menus and craft items and all this other bullshit that I didn't want to do. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely not. Am I ever going to play this game in a console? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a good example of this. This, the, however, I'm I like, yeah, I kind of want to shoot some dudes and like throw some grenades. I, I it, looks, it looks attainable, right? Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you, Bruce. I was playing this this morning. I'm like, Bruce would like this. Yeah. This looks like, like this a lot game. of fun. For, for it's me, open world Rambo. For me, kind of like Adam was saying, like my probably one of my favorite YouTube channels is Maximilian Dude. And he's just like kills it at fighting yeah, games yeah. and I like to play fighting games but I will never be that good mm -hmm. and so he fills that void for yeah. me of watching him he tries to explain what he's doing like really well but I like it doesn't matter if my fingers aren't fast enough if I'm not going to commit the time to going online every single afternoon and playing this game yeah. learning a like learning Cammy from Street Fighter just learning her <laughs> like I'm never going to be able to do these things and not consistently and especially not against like any human opponents yeah. so I just watch him do it yeah and it makes me it gives me that satisfaction yeah I don't know it's weird it makes different wonder, layers there because like, it's a, it's a relationship with the game mm -hmm. but then it's also a relationship with the presenter with the player yeah. as well i mean yeah. obviously we know that one of the things we pride ourselves on is being able to play anything yeah because we hope that our audience has a more has more of a connection with us and how we do things right. and how we play things than necessarily what well, the game is that's you know? the correlation right there with uh comparing I, I would actually say like how people try to compare movies and video games i'd say youtube is more like a video game in the sense that there is sort of an interactive element, same with Twitch streams and everything else. Like, you you feel a connection to the to the player, and like I think a lot of our viewers, I would hope, feel like if I met these guys in real life, this is how they would be, which is very much true. Like, this is just how we are. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably oh, oh, he got a doggy! Yay! Oh, uh, he's Master Miller's dog. Uh, this is my dog. I found it in the forest. Why does he have a devil horn? That's Troy Baker. Oh, so what happened was they talk about this very briefly, but they're like, there was an explosion. Like, you have a piece of metal in your head. Yeah. If we remove it, it'll cause a hemorrhage. So we're just yeah. going to leave it. Awesome. So, it so it's, finish, anyway, finish your point. I forgot what I was saying, but regardless, like, Aww. YouTube's Aww. a different type of media. He's looking all the blood off your face. In Aww. the sense that you, uh, you feel a connection. Same with gaming. You have a connection. Movies, I, I'm very passive. Uh, mm. Some movies I have, like, a connection with, but, like, if I didn't like it, I'm not going to be mad at it. It's like, well, sure. you wasted two hours of my time. Meh. Not, yeah, not so bad. Yeah. And I'm, at the end of the day, it's like, I had some enjoyment. Get it? Dogs. Diamond dogs. Dogs. <laughs> dogs. Yeah, oh, like, he's missing an eye, oh, too. Missing an he's eye. the perfect dog ever. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> God damn. I really, oh, like, as a, I would say that Metal Gear Solid is the game that got me into gaming. It was that in Final Fantasy VII. Where like mo like modern gaming, what I would consider modern gaming, like games with cutscenes and uh, you know multiple endings and kind of what we consider video games today. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid did that for me. Where I remember just being like, "Holy shit, this is more than just a platformer." Like, he this just is lit a cigar with his yeah, it was a lighter hollow Walkman. Oh yeah, you bet. <sighs> it's so fucking awesome. You bet. Man. Um, so I am lighted up with those laser eyes. I don't know. Like I I love seeing the every iteration of Metal Gear, and this to me is like so far. I'm only a couple hours into it, but I'm like, this is everything I've ever wanted in a Metal Gear Solid game. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's so good. High praise, Adam. No, totally. I mean, there's a moment in this game talking about, like, emotional moments. I would say Metal Gear Solid 3 had, like, probably the most emotional sure. emotional reaction I've ever had. Can I spoil it? Should I spoil it? I think I've yes, spoiled it. It's been a decade. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, it's been a very long time, but I won't say names or anything, but there's a moment where he plays Big Boss, and you you have to kill the the main bad guy who you end up finding out was... 
basically betrayed by their government and you're kind you of won't a patsy. name names. Yeah. I'll just describe every single character in their no, role. No, no, but you're just saying it. Whatever. The main, the main boss, bad you guy. You kill boss. You kill boss who is like your mentor. Fuck it, yeah. Who cares? Oh, Sorry. okay. Right. Um, but it's, it's a normal twist. Well, it's you think moment. that she's a villain, but it she's turns not. out she that she, agent, was, she was basically oh, martyring got herself got it, got it, for the yeah. greater good. Yeah. And like uh, uh, John, John Snow and what's his name? in when the... In the, yeah. in the got it. I don't know. I don't watch Lord of the Rings. Regardless, there's this cool... It's a very like anime moment. You're fighting in this like... It's like cotton field yeah, or whatever. It's like a poppy field in the yeah. middle of the forest. Yeah, and then you're fighting, and you basically beat her. Gets into like a CQC battle, and you finally beat her, and she's like, "You got to take me out." And you have her gun that she's had throughout the whole game, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And the game won't end until you physically pull the trigger. You as the character, you as the player, have sure. to hit the circle button and kill her. And I was like, I remember the camera panning out, and it keeps doing it. And then like I'm like, "What's happening? Why isn't Why isn't anything happening?" It's like, "Oh fuck you! Fuck you for doing this yeah. to me." And so you had this kind of emotional connection to this character, and then you kill them. And then this game, I'm only very early into it, but there's a moment where you first come to this mother base area, and you're in a helicopter, and the score kicks in, and you're just flying over, seeing your base. And I was like, oh my god, this is, like, I actually felt something. Like, this is, this is pretty amazing. Like, it, did it just, your, the game did feels your penis big. switch? My, my penis threw up. Bring. Threw up. It threw up? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's really good. Made that's my, a lot of emotion you felt. It made my, <laughs> it made my penis cry. <laughs> I like I can just like I love you. That's the sound that came out of your dick. <laughs> I thought you were. This isn't. Isn't this your base? Why are you choking everybody? He's a tough. He's a tough boss. Yeah. You yeah. worked yeah. in hostile work environments. It, you know how it is. Oh, he picked up his uh, gun. Uh, yeah. Well, no, whatever you need. I'll finish the edit. I'll finish the edit. Oh, he salutes you. Salute you. Staff morale increased. <laughs> nice. I can love this game. Uh, so anyway, yes, this is uh, the Metal Gear game so far that I've. Wanted for a very Except long time. Konami's the devil, and I'll tell you why in just oh, a second. Please tell oh, yeah. me. I'm, I'm, I can't uh, wait. First off, we have to hear from another sponsor, DraftKings. Oh. Uh, only a few more preseason games to go before the regular season kicks off. Fuck yeah! Yeah, you could start the you could start the season winning two million dollars in week one at DraftKings.com, oh, uh, America's favorite one week fantasy football site. There's a lot of qualifications on that, but. Um, it's good. This is like a new a new kind of fantasy football. Typically, you had to sign up for an entire league at a time. Now, a lot of websites are doing just one week at a time, and DraftKings apparently is is one of them, and they have shitloads of money to give away. <laughs> so you should get in there. Uh, they say it's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. Ten million dollars in prizes are up for grabs, including two million for first place and one million for second place. Um, like we said, or like I said before, one week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Uh, every uh, they say it's it. This isn't <laughs> this isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Uh, you've never experienced fantasy football like this. Every game feels like the playoffs, even in week one. And every broken tackler, spectacular catch could take you closer to a two million dollar prize. Hurry to DraftKings.com and use promo code Soup to play for to play free. For a shot at $2 million in the Week 1 Millionaire Maker. Uh, one more time, that's enter code SOUP for free entry at DraftKings.com. It essentially waives your $3 sign-up fee, oh. so free $3. I also went through the sign-up process. They have kind of a, they have a deposit match. Uh, essentially, up to $600, you can have the, uh, the money you deposit into your account matched. Now, be aware that that's paid out through, like, fantasy points. Uh, so it's not it's not as simple as I give you 600 you give me another 600 and no, I cash out and double course. my money yeah. uh, You basically you you basically get these credits that you then win through earnings or it's honestly a little complicated But you should get in there and figure it out anyway because you can win real money So thank you draftkings.com uh, for sponsoring this podcast and uh, Man, I tried the fantasy football last year, and it was actually a lot of fun I don't I don't care about football, but to me it makes it kind of more like esports. Uh, it does so, it does I'm, I'm in the rooster teeth league uh, and I'm also in another league and I can't wait. Yeah, man. And I can't wait. I love fantasy football. It just, yeah, just putting ten bucks on a game is like almost immaterial, but it makes it a lot more fun. Well, it's, it's more fun to invest your time in the players. Yeah, that's way more fun than to be like, oh, I'm betting on the Ravens or whatever. Like, it's more fun to just say like, this player is going to do this, this player is going to do this. That then you get you get attached personally, just like we were talking about with YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Well, so thank you, DraftKings.com. I'm still waiting for the time where like to have a team. There's that, but also <laughs> I want like, I want there to be people. And I'm putting air quotes around that because I want them to be cybernetically enhanced. And then I want to know the shop that is servicing these athletes. And then I can invest in them and they'll have like X-Men related names. So there will be like the Jet who has like cybernetic legs. What is he talking about? I'm talking, talking about, about the future of fantasy football. cyborg football, football league. Yes. league. Yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we get, uh, James and I 
uh, I've said this before, but like, they really need to just allow steroids. Yeah, they just need to have a steroid just, league. I'm telling you, you just wear a patch. That, it's a little it's gold a patch bicep. across all sports. Okay. All sports, and if you, if you are on performance-enhancing drugs, you just toss this little patch in. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to give any interviews. Yeah. You just voluntarily wear the patch. Like and so that way letter. people know, all right, this person's on performance-enhancing drugs. Or you know what? Here's an idea. What if, okay, what if we had two separate leagues? One, do whatever the fuck you want. That's I don't what I'm care. Like, Another, we're going to piss two, test two everybody. That's going to cost a lot more money to maintain, though. But no, no, no. So here's leagues the thing. Expensive. Doubling the profits? Paying the players think of doubling too. the profits, though. No, no, no. This is, this is what I, double. This is what I mean. <laughs> you, you put out two leagues. You see which one people are going to watch more. Because I guarantee you, people are going to want to see... Hulked out Superman beating the shit out of each oh, other on the field. Absolutely. I'd watch the shit out of that. So yeah, it's like, I know they tried it with the XFL, but no. I don't know. It. I mean, like, I'm sure they allowed steroids there, but it didn't matter. Nobody was good. They weren't, the, they weren't good the, at the, at the game the of football. Do you remember the very first play of the very first game of, of no. XFL? I think I do. I think I watched because it. Because they, ha- they don't have kickoffs. They have the ball on the 50-yard line. And you just had to scramble it, right? Yeah, yeah. And run it. very yeah. first play, some guy, like, broke his collarbone. <laughs> That's uh, extreme. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you think there was like, do we think there was like a green room full of executives that were all toasting champagne the second his car broke snap? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, good. Oh, that yeah. was Vince McMahon. Right. Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. that. And he must have been so proud. All right. Uh, so yeah, fuck Konami. Oh yeah, fuck Konami. All right. We, we oh, hate yeah, Konami. Why do you hate Konami? What Guys, gaming Whoa. is gaming oh. is being ruined. Uh oh. Before I very, this is gaming dead. Adam, you're not having fun, and I want you to know that. Blood all over him from killing dudes. He went in the shower. He went in the shower and cleaned it off. Sure. It's awesome. I, I watched the video. Yeah, you get stinky. Like your dudes won't want to talk to you, and your dog won't play with you if you get too smelly. Oh, awesome. Apparently, like Miller will come and just throw a bucket of water. Tell us why we hate Konami. Konami is the terriblest. Because <laughs> even though they produce this game, they have the gall to ask for more money <laughs> at any point uh-huh. during this game. Uh-huh. Oh, you're talking about the Michael. FOBs. The, the Michael transaction. Fuck Konami. Fuck, fuck him. <laughs> so, I the, the servers have been offline since this thing started, so I haven't noticed anything. Hey. Adam, yeah, I don't hear it. Fuck him. Okay, Fuck him. Sure. So, I, yeah, whatever. Double. Okay, so you get a you get an FOB for free, but if you want another FOB, you gotta you gotta pay. So fuck Konami. What's that? How much what, you gotta pay? What's that okay. FOB? Oh my god. Forward okay. operating base. Forward operating base. This is oh, the thing so you're in thing? right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it a mother base? You can buy another. Oh wait, no, never mind. That's not an FOB then. That's mother base. Okay, yeah. so FOBs are. <laughs> I keep thinking oh, of Simpsons. Quote. All the kids in Springfield yeah. are FOBs. Yeah. They're uh, it's it's basically like mother base except it's online and it's the thing that other players can invade. Having an FOB will help you accrue like crafting resources because it's essentially just there. It's kind of like Farmville or like your hacienda in. So you Assassin's get one for free. free. You get one for free. Okay. And if you want another one, you got to pay money. How much? Uh, okay. So they cost between fifteen hundred and seventeen hundred MOB coins. Sure. How much are those? They make it really hard to find out. It's okay. kind of like going to a carnival. You have to buy tickets. Uh, okay. So at their cheapest, which is when you buy six thousand MOB coins for eighty dollars. One U.S. dollar gets you 75 MOB coins, so the cheapest MOB is then $20. Ugh. Wow. Right? That seems like a lot of money, actually. And at the most expensive, if you buy 100 coins for $1.65, one U.S. dollar equals 60.6 MOB, so then the cheapest would cost $24.75. Um, the cheapest FOB would cost $24.75. Yeah, depending. Okay, you so, got MOB and FOB here, and yeah. I'm killing myself. <laughs> yes. So uh, d- if, you buy a, if you buy them in quantity... Uh, you can get one for about twenty U.S. dollars. Sure. If you buy them in the cheapest divisions, you can get one for about twenty four yes. seventy five. Which <laughs> a battle horse, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Sorry, I keep talking. So one is probably enough, but how dare they? How dare they? Adam, are you going to spend another twenty dollars on this for probably not an FLB? I, so I'm like I'm having fun with just the general game. I I just not even as like a I don't know. It's almost like a. A point of ignorance. I just kind of ignore that. What you're describing sounds so fucking complicated already. Yeah. Like Candy Crush makes sense to me. They're mm-hmm. like, if you give me money, I'll give you this sweet treat. You're like, okay. I like treats. The thing that you have described sounds so insane that I'm like, I'm already ignoring it. Well, okay. Like, imagine. Can, like, can I can I just play the game? Am I allowed to play the game? Nope. Yes. Okay. Nope. You gotta listen to me. Okay. So imagine that. Uh, so in Assassin's Creed, you essentially have your group of assassins, right? And you can dispatch them on missions, and then yeah, when yeah. they come back, they. They bring you like smoke pellets and money. Sure, yeah. It's essentially the same thing in this game. Okay. You have your soldiers in an online base, and if you have multiple bases, you can basically double up on the people you can dispatch out, and then they come back with whatever in-game currency you spend on stuff. Gotcha. And it allows you to research things faster. Um, the, I, the only way I could potentially support that, and I, I actually I don't think I would, is that if um, they continue doling out free missions. Because mm. right now it seems like there's like an unlimited 
amount of like missions they could just program into the game. Like it yeah. almost seems like a template. And if they were like, we're gonna keep throwing in missions for free, uh, here's the side thing, then I would feel a little less guilty like putting money into that money because well, because then there'd be an ongoing progression. Oh, I see. Um, so like, like GTA Online? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, GTA Online, like the stock market thing, if you wanted to like put that much effort into it. Yeah. Um, like uh, Assassin's Creed, I remember, I think it was, I, I did it a little bit with Brotherhood, but I did it mostly with Black Flag, where really? I, played the, I played the ship minigame. Oh, you, you yeah. Can, you can play it on your phone. Yeah. And so during, you know, during Christmas family events where I didn't want to talk to anybody, I would just, yeah, I'd just play the little pirate game. And then I had all these resources when I logged back into the game. Um, that was just because it was during the holidays. I had nothing better to do. But um, with like this game, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying just the basic single player well, right now. But, so I mean, like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, it never really requires you to do any of that stuff. Not at all. It, it was just a way like, you can keep playing the game when you're on the toilet. Yeah. That's I mean, it. it's almost a way to not actively have to play the game. Well, I mean, yeah. But it also, like, for example, Black Flag, I didn't want to play all that. Bullshit. Yeah. So like, I. so when you got more resources, you could get better weapons without having to sail to each yeah. separate part of that fucking ocean. And you didn't have to do any of that in the but game. Then, it was all but, optional. But then you miss out on hunting a whale or something like that. I like when the resources are coming in that way, yeah. then you miss out on other aspects of the game that you can get resources and you don't have to go to the island and kill yeah. a crocodile or whatever well, to after, get its leather. After playing ten hours of it, I didn't care. Anymore. Yeah, I know. I'm so. just saying. Like, it would people be upset by this if there was the if there was Metal Gear Go, which was an app that came out for your phone that basically allowed you to do all these things, <laughs> visualize your base and do stuff, but it was separate, kind of like Fallout Shelter, and it. But then it still added to your game, but it was like you know, like a basically a game. I think if it was, into. I think if it was free, like it's a funny thing because like Fallout Shelter, a lot of people are, will say they'll they'll rally behind Bethesda and say, well, they love me. The, the game is free. It's like well, uh, microtransactions. Like yeah, but they. But it's free. But it's free. And it's like, yeah, they were just, they're smart about it. Bethesda's better at marketing than Konami. Konami's yeah. just like, fuck you, we make pachinko so, machines, give me more money. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like as long as you don't put it on the disc. Yeah. Don't let your free-to-play game be on the disc. Yeah. Well, even this game isn't on the disc, fuck Konami. This is my favorite Actually, part. Fuck Konami! I like this story. All right. This part's great, yeah. If you buy it on PC, the DVD comes with a Steam installer and a code, and that's it. That's all so, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, this, this happened to me a decade ago when I bought Metro 2033. I got an empty plastic case with a slip of paper inside with a Steam code on it. Does, what, that was it. Are people... People are surprised by this? People this are just has freaking, been yeah. the case. This has been the standard for, like, at least, like, conservatively five years. Well, yeah, so for they, PC they, gaming. They, they have to save money on making, the di where's, making those discs. Where's, where are those Heroes of the Storm case? Right, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, we got, we got a Heroes free of the Storm case, right, which is a free-to-play game that everybody loves, but it, it just, it's a box that's the size of a collector's edition, like, Blu-ray set yeah, for, like, all the James Bond films, but, but when you open it up, there's a spacer, like a cardboard spacer, yeah. and then four little slips that just have codes on them. Well, so here's the difference. Like Lawrence said, it's free to play. And this is not. You paid $60 for it. Yeah. So, I tend to agree with them. If you pay $60, you need to get something. If you paid $60 for a physical copy of the mm -hmm. game, they, could, they shouldn't just send you a fucking disc with a Steam powered on it. Like, that's that that's kind of bullshit. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna agree with them on that one. Should at least came with a post. I'm not saying I'm surprised, because <laughs> I'm not. How, but, big, how big is the download for this game? It's only like 20 gigs. Huh. So I guess I, I, they could have theoretically fit it on a disc. On a Blu-ray. Yeah, well, the, well, the, well the, the funny... There it goes. Yeah, okay. yeah the, the funny thing was, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, people were like, wow, oh, ate up the whole disc, and they found out later that it was just a lot of uncompressed audio. Mm. Like, yeah, oh, that's great. Exactly Good job. Thanks. Those load times were totally worth it. And they it weren't... Has to, has to install, like, every every 20 minutes. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, every act. to watch them smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I know, great. it was a big reason why I didn't go back and play it. I laughed when the second load, like, installing screen came up. I was like, oh, they're making fun of themselves. That's cute. Wait. It's nope. actually installing yeah. again. <laughs> what the fuck? Watch him smoke, and then it says, and then, it's like, and "Then it says smoking's bad for your health." Like, Damn it! <laughs> Everything about this is wrong. <laughs> so, so would people have been happier if we got to watch Snake, excuse me, Big Boss smoke again? No. Like, I, if there was a disc, but then you had to have the disc in and then watch him smoke for twenty minutes to get into the next mission, would people have preferred well, that? Well, couldn't it just be a one-time install? Like, couldn't we just one-time install well, it? I don't before. think you can before. They couldn't do that Not before. It was because of the PS3, and people like, wanted to like, praise it for being such weird, a... like, triple or Blu-ray. <laughs> That's, that sucks. So what, what, that I find, sucks. what I find fascinating about this is, as, as is usual, usual, people that get mad about video games, a lot of the people that are outraged about this haven't played the game yet. So they don't know... It just came you, out last night. Yeah. The, the, they don't know the utility of FOBs. They don't know how big the install is. 
it's it's all about like expectation, and the expectation is that if I buy a sixty dollar box product, I should get absolutely everything. There should be no amount of content that I don't get. Sure. Um, oh, I mean, as a consumer, yes. I mean, you're always going to want as much stuff as possible, and it kind of reminds me of like back when when fighting game DLC was on the disc but locked out for DLC reasons. The question wasn't were there enough characters to justify sixty dollars. The statement was there was content that I could have gotten in sixty dollars and didn't. And that makes me angry. It doesn't matter how much I got. It just matters that I could have gotten more and didn't. Well, you should never tell anyone that you're getting less. Yeah. That's always like, that's just bad business. Like, yeah. There's a diamond. Pick up the diamond. Well, I mean, diamond. as we know, Konami doesn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they don't give a shit about this game. They gave up a long game. time ago. Even though this is probably, even though it's an amazing game, they don't give a shit about it. Like, uh, because at this point, they're shutting it all down. They're shutting all the console stuff down. So, we know they don't, they don't care. That, that's why it made sense to me that I had, a, like, a Steam-powered installer on the disc and that was it. Because Konami's like... Okay. So we have to either make a disc or send them a Steam installer. Fuck you! Like yeah. we can installer. save how much? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's a, it's like how many people are going to zero? Care? Yeah. yeah. How much money can we save versus how many people will complain about it in a thread on the internet, but still buy it? Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm saying Konami's not your friend. Um, I mean, no, no real company is your friend. Uh, so a lot of them are really good at pretending to be. I think that's what it comes down to. Is uh, I read, I read another another long-winded thread about how there was some guy who was like, man, don't you feel like the game industry is turning to shit and there's nothing you can do to stop it? And he was essentially saying like, game companies don't care about the gamers anymore, and they used to. <laughs> and maybe they did when it was just like three guys in a basement, because, you yeah. know, there was no overhead. They, 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 needed, they needed the 45 guys who were buying their game to support them. Right. Yeah. But, but now... Now it's business. Yeah, it, it, well, it, I mean, this is this is... What soulless what? things do. What year did E.T. come out? <laughs> oh, yeah. What caused yeah, the game? That, that was made by one dude who didn't care about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, he couldn't care oh. about anyone because of business. Oh, nice. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't understand it. It's, uh... I agree. It, it does, it does to say things like that and to look at the modern game space like that does seem to be... To kind of willfully ignore the fact that there's always been kind of scummy moves. Well, that's... Look... Oh jeez! I mean, like this is this, it, more and more it becomes nostalgia, and I'm tired nice. of hearing people's nostalgia influence their decisions about companies because this is like when you were 12 years old, you thought the gaming companies cared about you. They didn't. Just because you were 12. Hey, I read Nintendo Power. No, they made that for me. I had Nintendo Power. I had every issue. It was made for you, uh, and it, it was Nintendo not made consumer. for me. It was made for the kids that bought Nintendo Power so they could make money. And just because you were 12 back when you thought they cared about you doesn't mean they cared about you. You, you were just 12. That's all. Well, there is a, there's a weird attitude right now where people are like, yeah, fuck this company, but I really want to play that game. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, oh, baby. Bring, bring. God, the reflex that. mode is so good. I, so uh, good. Uh, uh, more reflex mode. Boom. Bam. Got him. I'm a god. <laughs> anyway. Um, the most it's, it's Because I, at the end of the day, it, this is the thing that no one wants to admit. I remember... Um, Ooh, got so, him. Uh oh. Jeez. I used to uh, I used to write I think I've said this before, I used to write for the in-store uh, game reviews. Reviews, I'm using the biggest air quotes ever for uh, <laughs> EB games, which later became GameStop. Yeah. And they would like want reviews. Oh dear god, I'm gonna glitch this out. Um and you put on your press hat and you're like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this mystery. Well, not that, but I would like <laughs> Contra three is it, good. It was always like uh, they're like pick three games. Write a review. Uh, obviously, pick like the ones that are going to be the big sellers, and it always needs to be positive. And I was like, okay, there's no score, but I remember I'd write words in there like addicting, nice. and they'd be like, please take that out. Oh. We don't want get it's it's like a tobacco company's not wanting to admit that their product gives you cancer. Oh, I see. It, it, <laughs> this game is cancerous. Well, no, I mean a big reason why video games sell so well is they are addicting in nature and they are rewarding. Yeah, they they plug into something in your brain that makes you go. I like this. Like, I'm doing like, well. Like Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And totally these hard. these are the retailers too. He's describing a retailer. Yeah. Now, he's not even describing the people that make the games. Nice. Yeah. Like he's just describing <laughs> the rest of the people that protect it. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's he, like, he, I own an oil rig. He can't be surprised. Pick <sighs> your battles. Like also, for the love of God, try try trying it before you rip into it. I guess yeah. is a big takeaway too. That's try the, it. That's the big thing for me. It, for somebody to, to like, and I'm not saying these two are connected, but for somebody to go like, what? There's DLC in Metal Gear Solid 5? And then without playing it to go like, gaming is ruined. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5, by all accounts, is a phenomenal game, and one that didn't exist a year ago. So how can its existence somehow mean that gaming has gotten worse? To me, like, 
It's just more diversified. Yeah. Uh, that's there, all it is. That's the thing that blows my mind is no matter what games you're into, whether you like indie stuff, whether you want like straight up like 16-bit RPGs, arcade stuff for your phone, no matter what kind of game experience you want, you can find it now. And that's that wasn't the case 15 years ago. So yeah. whether or not the business practices are not ideal, I still think on the bigger picture, like gaming is just well, we, phenomenal right we always, now. We always make fun of games that we always end up having to play, like Manhunter or uh, <laughs> like Chaser or Uber Soldier. Those things were being made because that's all people wanted. And mm -hmm. like, but maybe you didn't want that. And it's like, too bad, fuck you. Like, what I want to play is a game where I'm like a little Japanese boy in like a Japanese town. I just want to hit, see text. And like, that doesn't exist for you. Because this is 20, 2001. Yeah. I was talking about those like, uh, those weird like meat and fuck like, uh, yeah. Shenmue, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, then Shenmue came out and then Japanese people wanted it. I'm, I'm realizing more and more that video games uh, as an industry, and Adam always says this, uh, the, the industry changes a lot faster than movies or television or other media. So, so we have people whining about it every single day because it's constantly changing. Mm, it's the Bieber effect. So, and it's, it, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of is sort of like pop music. Um, and it, it's changing more and more and, and faster every day. So now, every single day, somebody wakes up and something changes and they're like, what the fuck? Oh, more DLC! Like they're yeah. flipping out about it. And they just have to sort of accept that that's the way video games work because they go with technology. Oh, that's the other thing too. It, it is a funny thing of like a kid who was born in like 1999 is like, back in my day, and you're like, oh, yeah. I already hate myself. But um, <laughs> there, it's another thing too where it's like, please please stop looking at everything face value. I'm not, I'm not trying to like lecture the internet or anything like that. That's I'm, my job. Uh, I'm glad you said it. Um, it is the thing we always talk about this, like please look at the industry as a whole, mm. how we always say this, how N64 games cost $110 back in 1995 oh, yeah. or whatever. Uh, like, and they have some perspective. And I can, I can, I think Phantom Pain is $50 on Steam, maybe 60, I don't know. Regardless, I'm probably, yeah, I'm gonna. Sound a little, I don't know. A little I, let them eat cake there, Adam. I, well, I'm just. How I'm much just, is it? How much is money? I'm just saying, don't, don't, I'm not saying you have to accept DLC. I'm just saying, understand where it's coming from. Or mm. micro, micro, oh, sure, micro yeah. transactions. Yeah. All those transactions. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was reading up. The second up time I made that joke, it took the second time for you guys to catch it. I didn't hear it the first time. I was. I know, because you ignore me. I was reading up about the uh, FOBs, and, and there were some people chiming in there that had been playing it, like they had review access or early access or whatever. And they were saying, like, I mean, yeah, another FOB helps, but it's certainly not necessary. Mm. So to me, it's already like, okay, so this is there for the people that play this game for 80 hours and are still trying to find things to do. And if you want something to do, give us $20 and we'll give you another base. And then you can do more stuff. And I think once you play a $60 game that long, it's not, unjust, it's not unjustified to ask for a little more money. Yeah. It's kind of like Capcom re-releasing Street Fighter a million times with different characters. Sure. They do that once every year and a half. If you can play one game for a year and a half... That's pretty good. Yeah. And paying 60 bucks for an update that kind of resets you back to zero so you can start over and learn new characters, I feel like that's totally that's why reasonable. I'm, that's why I'm more like sucking. MMOs. Yeah. Yeah, well, MMOs you pay monthly. But subscription fees. Yeah. That's why I'm always sucking dice's dicks because I played <laughs> fucking dice games for three years. And yeah. I paid $60 for it. Like, I mean, like, that's fucking insane. That, that's that's insanity. And so when they're asking like for fifty dollars for premium, I'm like, you fucking bet I'll give you hundred and ten dollars for a game that I played for three years. Right. No problem. I I still like chip in and buy double fine games, even though I haven't actually played one. Well, I played some yeah, of Broken Age, but stacking like stacking might have been my last. One. I'm still paying for Psychonauts. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. And I'm happy to do it. Yeah, you're supporting the art. Like like sure. so. Did I you buy know. any shirts at PAX? No, I, we didn't get to go there. Yeah, that's right. The closest I got, we don't, we're not going to do pack stories. Oh, you froze up next to Tim Schafer. Yeah. I was right. going to say, the closest I got was that Adam and I went over to the Rock Band 4 booth. Um, <laughs> and uh, while we were there, Tim Schafer just walked up. Ooh. He just walked up within arm's length of me. And because uh, he was there to, I guess, do a double fine specialty gameplay session with Rock Band. And so, Ooh. and I was like, I, this is. This is one of my favorite game franchises of all time, and there's the guy that made my favorite game of all time, <laughs> and they're doing things together, and I'm here. What's going on? Um, so we just sat there and stared. So we stared. just sat there and stared. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He's pretty good at the drums. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the end of the podcast. Is it? We, we made it. But, uh, we made yeah, it, we sorry, made it to should, the end of the hour. We really should have given time for you guys to tell wonderful stories about people that are nice. We didn't get to. Instead, we were just lecturing like five angry yeah, dudes on the we internet. Sorry. Sorry. We did. We did. You, were, you were excited about Tim Schaefer. But there, okay. There are also a lot of awesome people that we met at PAX. Yeah. Yes. Um, Everyone was yeah. awesome. Like people at Valve. Except yeah. for that one yeah. kid. Lots of people at Valve. You know who you were. And people at Valve, but also just like community members. Like all kinds of awesome people there giving us 
cool stuff and nice compliments and they're yeah, awesome. Yeah, I got Tim Tams for you guys. And uh, and Dude Soup Live was a lot of fun. It was a yeah. lot of fun. And a special thanks to everyone who came out for that because it was raining. It was raining. <laughs> when it was like an angry homeless man vomiting furiously outside. Also, I, I, I don't know if you guys you saw Adam's uh, subreddit post, but somebody apparently got their car broken yeah, into during Dude Soup sucks. Live. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah, sorry Adam's going to send him the, his Vita, which, yeah. I, which I thought was very nice it's, of you. It's in the office right now. I'm sending with a bunch of stuff. I couldn't find the charger. I feel really bad about that. We'll, we'll, I, give, him, we'll give him I a bunch of other Dude, I got a charger. There's some stuff I oh, want to chip into that yeah, too. We'll, okay, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll oh, no, we're, we're sending you a little care package. We'll put, yeah, we'll put a little care package. No, I mean, like, thank you for coming out. Um, and it yeah. sucks that your car got broken into. That's that's shitty. Um, I don't want to encourage other people to come to our shows and get their stuff stolen so that we'll send them things. But um, yeah, I, that that really blows, and I'm sorry. And I'm not going to touch my PS Vita ever again so you can have mine. Yeah, we'll help you out. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, I mean, maybe we'll tell pack stories next week, but regardless, it was. PAX is always my favorite convention every single year, mm-hmm. uh, and it delivered again. Yep. So it, it always delivers, and so we appreciate everybody coming out and saying hello, and um, we wish that we could have signed. I wish I could have signed everything at Dude Soup Live. Yeah, uh, yeah the venue the was event. a little strict about just chucking us out. It was a fast. church. Yeah, they were, they were closing us up, so I felt, I felt really bad. They didn't believe in drinking or having fun. So um, like, <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. We're well, shutting we down. Had, we had, we fun, had fun, fun without drinking, Lauren. I was so sober. We I have to su- pray for an hour before we go to sleep. I was surprised at how much fun I had without having alcohol in my body. That yeah, was a we first. Had, we had a ton of fun. Thank you, guys. I'm, <laughs> that was a first. <laughs> Oh you guys I, have I, problems. Yeah, you really so do. You know, you you have, both I know. I don't have problems. alcohol what? in no. my blood right now. Listen, I don't. Problem. I would not have gotten drunk. We might have believe to me. I can't anymore. <laughs> like have an intervention. Have I told you guys about the high that you get from praying? Because <laughs> heaven is higher than any drug. Boo! I, can't I gotcha. Find, I can't find these fucking blueprints. Actually, heaven is a new Whoa. designer drug that my boy just came up with. So I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, can I get a hit of that? <laughs> Oh, you don't hit it. All right. I'll okay. tell you how. That'll be the end of the... Of this. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Blow your brains out. Boom. Oh. <laughs>